Hello everyone, my name is Anton Meshkov and I'm welcoming you to the United Citizens of Europe podcast. Today we are talking about anti-abortion ruling of the Polish Constitutional Court, why it happened and what public reaction it led to. Our guest for today is Larry Castro. Hello, it's great to see you. So Larry, can you please introduce yourself? Because I definitely missed uh, a lot of things that you do. So yeah. Hello, well, thank you for having me today. I'm very happy to be talking to you. Um, well, uh, first, sorry for joining late. Uh, it's the first time that I joined a live stream, so I didn't know how to do it. I thought that uh, you needed to send me the request instead of me requesting to join, so sorry about that. <laughs> um, yeah, so my name is Leire Castro. Um, I am from the Basque Country, and... I am a Euroculture student, I'm a second year student. I met Anton in Krakow. We were there during our first semester. Uh, before Euroculture, I studied international relations and I did my Erasmus in Poland. That's why I decided to go back to Krakow to, uh, for my first semester. That's also why I decided to do my internship in Warsaw because my focus of interest is Central Eastern Europe and political affairs in Central Europe mainly. Uh, which is very interesting now with everything that's going on. I'm, I'm really learning a lot first, like first hand. So <laughs> that's something nice, really. Yeah, uh, and yeah, and you're now. The best. But you're also now having an internship in Warsaw, right? Yeah, I'm doing my internship at the Casimir Pulaski Foundation. It's a think tank um, focusing on security issues. Um, especially center on transnational relations uh, as well as Central and Eastern European countries. So that's why it was uh, really something that was very interesting for me and that's why I decided to do my internships here. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of things. Uh, very interesting. So uh, can you explain to the people who are not maybe very much deep into the topic uh, how all, this, all those things with the protests started? Like... Yeah. This uh, the constitutional decision that started it all. Mm -hmm. So it was decided last Thursday, twenty second of October, that the abortion law was un unconstitutional. Um, this law was first passed in nineteen ninety three, and it's one of the strictest in Europe already. And it just lets women uh, have an abortion in three cases, which is in case of rape or incest, in case of threat for the mother's life or health, and in case um, the fetus had a, a normality or a, a genetic disease that would basically lead to death. Um, this third Con, um, situation has been banned now because it's considered un unconstitutional. Um, even if it was passed the 22nd of October of 2020, uh, it was first tried to be passed on 2016 and Strike COVID, which is the organization organizing all these protests, already organized protests in 2016 and um, that's how they managed to stop the government from doing that. Uh, however, this time they weren't successful and it's been passed this time. It was passed uh, through the Constitutional Court, which is indeed not very constitutional, let's say. Um, the judges have been handpicked. Uh, 
the yeah um so after this was passed 22nd already um strike covid through facebook decided to make a call to people to protest however the protest on thursday uh wasn't very big but it was the most violent one i wouldn't call it violent exactly but they walked towards Kaczynski's place and there was riot police there and they faced them um, and they were pepper sprayed. But I think it's been basically the only day where protest protesters were attacked by the policemen. Mm -hmm. The rest of the days it's been very calm. Uh, the protests have been very peaceful. Um, so yeah, yeah, you touched, uh, you touched lots of topics. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But that's but that's actually very interesting because it just uh, shows that the situation is way more complex. It's not only about this particular act uh, which was passed, and it's not only about uh, abortion. Uh, so first thing is that, yeah, the, Euro the Poland already Poland already had uh, the strictest uh, regulation towards abortions. Uh, abortions and even pregnancy prevention, I think, is also uh, not the the easiest thing to get in Poland. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it also signifies a lot about uh, the state of the rights of women in 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 this country. Uh, but also, um, yeah, there was also a problem with the uh, with the courts, and this is also the thing that bothers um, European Union the most that. The courts are in in Poland are very very um, they're in a in a grave danger basically the the judicial system um, mm -hmm. yeah can you can you elaborate on this uh, do you remember uh, what yeah, exactly happened uh, recently there have been constitutional reforms starting I think from 2015 that's when these uh, took power and there were some judges that were retired and some others were chosen. So that's the problem, that the court is very linked, closely linked to the ruling party. And that makes it not be um, really partial. Exactly. So that's mainly the problem, that they can pass whatever they want because the court is gonna support and back their decisions. Yes, and uh, this situation with the courts is actually what European Union can possibly um, influence and try to push Poland. But in they terms can, of... They try to apply Article 7. Yeah. Um, but there is this shortcoming from Article 7 that to finally impose the sanctions, it needs to be approved by unanimity and Hungary would never vote in favor of that. So <laughs> it's really tricky. Yeah, it is very tricky, and uh, the fight still continues. But apart from Article Seven, Poland uh, cannot be judged for, for example, this particular abortion law because it's uh, out of the scope of the European Union policies, which is very sad in many ways, um, because it, it concerns uh, family, and yeah, you cannot do much about this. Um, but. Uh, so those uh, protests, they started last Thursday and they continued through basically those whole week, right? Yeah, it has been going on through the whole week. Uh, there were some bigger days. Um, I went, I've been in three protests, if I'm not wrong. 
I was on Friday because on Thursday I didn't know that there was a call for a protest uh, because the law was passed that same day, so I wasn't very aware of the situation yet. But I joined on Friday. Uh, that one was huge. We gathered at Kaczynski's place, which is funny enough, very close to my place. <laughs> um, then uh, Saturday there were protests again. Um, I joined on, yeah, there were protests also on Monday, on Wednesday, we had a strike. And yesterday, Friday, there was the huge protest. Um, people was called, people from the whole country was called, were called to come to the capital city. And I think we were around 1,000, 100,000 people yesterday, mm -hmm. just in Verso. That's a lot uh, of on people. Wednesday for, yeah, it's a lot of people. Uh, but that's, I think that's amazing that there's been so much mobilization. Um, also, on Wednesday, when the strike happened, that was, there were 400, and, for what I've read, um, there were 410 uh, protests called all around the country, mm -hmm. and around 430,000 people joined those protests all around the country. So that's almost half a million people, and that's, that's also amazing. Yeah, that is a huge number, and it's a very good uh, mobilization. It's a very fast mm -hmm. one. Uh, yeah, but also just, I will be, jumping back and forth uh, from yeah. like past to the present because it's also very important uh, that uh, it's not only women it's also the lgbt group which is uh, which was under the attack during this whole year starting from this decree on the uh, lgbt free zones which yeah. also kind of remained intact completely like it's still in place in poland so in in the European Union, Poland becomes kind of this um, really weird um, place where the traditional values of the European Union uh, are very distorted, to say the least. Mm -hmm. um, uh, why do you think, what forces do you think make it possible? Like, why, why does it happen in Poland? I always try to understand that. And I always fail to understand it because all of my Polish friends are very open-minded. Uh, some of them are part of the LGBT um, community. So maybe that's why I'm really out of touch with reality. Um, anyways, I think that the church plays a big role in the country. Um, also, there is this thing that even if people maybe don't like social policies made by peace they yeah uh, they have very strong traditional values and um, there is uh, many old people that uh, support peace also Poland is very divided um, in the west and the east of the country so the east mainly supports peace the west supports um more uh more liberal parties uh -huh. um there is also the problem that they uh, peace gives many helps for families and so on so because of these strong family values so they keep on voting for them because they know that they will keep on having these benefits so that gives them legitimacy then to to keep on keep going with this speech hate speech right and uh 
what I think is that really um, when a public figure says something, uh, they know they will influence many people. So they, they really say whatever they want and people follow them. Uh, and finally, they shift um, people's mentality. Um, yeah, uh, however, cities, uh, this doesn't have so much support in bigger cities. But still, uh, bigger cities are just a part of the country. There is much more than that. Yeah, so there's, uh, there's also this gap between, um, between cities and uh, rural areas as well as uh, mm -hmm. between, between east and west uh, in Poland. Uh, and cities like uh, Warsaw and Krakow and Wroclaw, for example, they are way more liberal than many other little ones. Uh, and uh, it was even actually obvious, I'm just gonna like uh, make the situation broader a little bit. It was obvious even during the clash of Poland uh, in terms of um, the immigration when many uh, mayors of the cities, they opposed the country's policy to not um, take any immigrants from the Middle East. And uh, those uh, mayors, actually, it was the mayors of uh, Gdansk, uh, Krakow, and some other cities. I don't actually remember which ones, but the major ones. Um, they actually wrote a manifesto saying that uh, immigrants are welcome to our cities. And actually, this as well signifies uh, how different it is uh, between rural areas and the cities in Poland. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we already highlighted that uh, the problem also lies within um, um, within the constitutional, the, the, the judicial uh, system in Poland, as well as uh, in values and in this uh, huge uh, gap between different, different people with different ideology, which uh, sometimes do not even live in the same place. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, from your observation on the protests, uh, what kind of people go there? Who who are among among those who participate? I mean, most of the people is young people, but I think it makes sense also. Uh, young people is the one that is in their reproductive age as well. So they're really touching our rights. Um, well, our rights, I include myself there because right now as a woman, I just feel uh, like it's also, they're also my rights, even if I'm not Polish. Um, also, I guess that because of the pandemic, older people um, maybe wasn't really willing to to go to the protests, even if they are in favor or not. I don't know, but uh, it was very nice. For example, I could see some old grandmas. They were wearing these big um, rainbow flags saying uh, Polski Babce, so like <laughs> um, Polish grandmas. Uh, showing the support so that was very sweet as well so you know like there's also um older people who really support this um but yeah mainly there were young people but not young our age also up to 50 or so um and it wasn't exclusively women it was very balanced i would say indeed yeah, that, that is also very interesting from, from what you have posted um, in the Euroculture and as well as uh, from your uh, personal social media feed. I noticed that people actually, lots of different people participate. Uh, mm -hmm. But what about, what about the opposing groups? Because you also uh, showed some photos where there are some opposing groups being separated by the police. Um, who, who are they? 
Yeah. Um, so this is the thing. I think it was on Wednesday or on Thursday that Kaczynski made this call for um, their their supporters to defend the country and the churches, uh, no matter the means that would need it to be used. So he was basically calling for violence if it was needed, which is something very worrying. Um, it is. If you think about it, because he said it on the public TV channel. Um, and so I saw the, I guess they were nationalists and Catholics defending their their churches, which I can understand Catholics wanting to defend their churches. Of course, um, I'm not in favor of destroying um, churches uh, because I'm not against of religion really i think it's more the problem of the institution not really the belief or i think that that's something that should be really um separated from each other right um anyways they were there and the policemen i really thought at first that policemen were supporting them but then i realized that they were more kind of separating them from the crowd and mm -hmm. really making sure that they wouldn't attack the protesters so um the groups weren't really big uh maybe you could see like 100 people in the churches so that's not so much um and i i really thought that there were more police indeed than than um people in the church um but uh there haven't been many clashes really uh the protests are being very very peaceful well, yesterday, indeed, I saw one little clash, but I think that's basically when uh, maybe some hooligans really uh, looking for fight. I think there's also people who take advantage of these kind of situations to, to just uh, show their anger against whatever. Yeah. Um, there were also some neo-Nazis uh, in some of the metro stations. Uh, and people couldn't go to the metro station. Policemen were were not letting people go inside uh, because there were the neo-Nazis there. So they were just uh, taking care of the security of the protesters who were going back home. Uh, but in general, there haven't been many, many clashes. And that's it. Basically, it's been far-right people and nationalist people who have been the ones uh, against these protests. Yeah. And it's interesting that you mentioned uh, Kaczynski's argument about the churches. And it also highlights how how much uh, church plays in all the situation. And uh, it was also very funny to me, not funny, but more like sad, uh, but very interesting to note that uh, Pope, actually the Pope, uh, who just recently uh, hyped, just hyped basically, saying that... Uh, uh, it is uh, important to give uh, LGBT couples a uh, right to have a family, yeah. But at the same time, he stood with Kaczynski. He said that uh, abortion law uh, encourages to protect life, even if it's a heroic, uh, heroic move, um, which is, of course, the heroic move not from, from him, but for, for women. Exactly, that's it. It's just men really discussing this. And... I'm not even going to go further on the whole abortion law in general, but in this very specific case, what they're not thinking is that basically what they've avoided is um, avoided 
terminating a pregnancy when the baby is basically, or the fetus, it's basically uh, has a genetic condition that it's not going to let, let it live. So you're just making a woman suffer for nine months through the whole uh, pregnancy. Not just, it's not just hard physically, but also psychologically, because that woman knows that the baby is going to be born dead or is going to die uh, soon after being born. So Yeah, and really this is actually horrible. It's, it's just out straight out of the horror movie or horror story because it's, it's psychologically traumatizing for the woman. And if the baby is born with, the, with some sort of abnormalities, it's, it's also very hard for the, for the baby which is born. So yeah, it is, mm -hmm. it is horrible. But also you touched uh, on uh, your participation being motivated uh, by you being a woman. And it's very yeah. interesting that, and I think it's very brave of you to, to go there to the protests, even though you're technically not Polish. And uh, how do you describe this? Uh, like, how, how did you feel going there, like being the citizens of the European Union, yet technically a citizen, and yet not a citizen of the country? Like, yeah. Well, um, of course, I know this is not exactly my fight because I'm not Polish, but at the same time, I feel that it is my fight because we as women have to support each other. And I feel that when the, the um, rights of a group of women is really touched, uh, it's also my responsibility to stand for those rights. And especially living in Poland, uh, I've been living here for a couple of years already, and I'm even planning on staying here longer, so it could affect me in the future as well. Um, and even if it wouldn't affect me, anyways, it's just about common sense and showing some solidarity to, to this group of people. And yeah, I just felt that it was something that I needed to do because this is a fight that I stand for. Um, it was a bit scary the first day going there, uh, especially because uh, I went after the the clashes that happened with the uh, real police the previous day. So I was a bit afraid. I, I just went with uh, extra masks uh, with a bottle of milk, just in case I was pepper sprayed. I wrote some emergency phone numbers on my arm. Well, I've been doing that every day that I went to um, to the protest. But at the same time, I felt very safe because I really felt a lot of solidarity among everyone. Uh, also, since I wasn't really in the first line, maybe I wasn't seeing the whole um, situation or seeing the policemen. Probably the ones in the first line are the ones that are more exposed to whatever problem that may happen. Uh, but I was just in the big crowd. Um, but yeah, in general, it felt very, very uh, safe. It was also sometimes kind of like a party because there was music playing. There is this uh, remix of a very old, very well-known song that now it just says Jevat Fizz. So like everyone was singing that. And yeah, um, my mom was very worried, of course. Uh, but I understand it. Like it's, I'm, I'm a foreigner going to, uh, to protest in a foreign country where they're having uh clashes previously um there is this nationalist people that could really uh 
attack me maybe if they saw that I don't speak Polish because then they would tell me like where where are you doing here um trying to get involved in our way of making laws right um however that's something that I wanted to point out as well that because I could look like a Polish woman there's Polish people who has dark hair and I'm not extremely dark skinned or whatever so um that's something that really favors me but one of my flatmates she told me that she wanted to go but she's Asian and she told me that she was a bit afraid because she looks uh different just by seeing her and she was afraid that maybe she could be attacked so that's also depending on yeah uh maybe also depending on if i don't speak and they just see me they can think that i'm polish but they will know that she's not polish yeah it's very I interesting I and although I'm just, like saying so many things at the same time <laughs> but very interesting ones and i think uh, it's interesting that you noted about um, your roommate because she also wanted to go uh and uh, i think out of the same feeling of solidarity towards uh polish women because as um as a uh, old saying goes a threat to democracy anywhere is a threat to democracy everywhere and it it can be said said the same about uh i don't know about basically any moral issue or any moral mm -hmm. phenomenon if if we threat a minority somewhere mm -hmm. in one place uh it's a threat to all minorities because it can be it's very easy to sleep um but it's a, it's a very interesting experience that you that you went through it and you said also that you lived and have lived in Poland for a very long time uh, yeah. did you notice the change in the mood or the change in the attitudes towards the foreigners or uh, some other other groups like uh, LGBT or uh, maybe a change in attitude towards women's rights mm -hmm. Well, uh, towards foreigners, I can't really say it because I've lived in Krakow and in Warsaw. So they're both very international cities. Um, so probably people is very used to having foreigners here. Um, towards LGBT people, yes, I've, I don't know if there's been a progression on, in these two years on their rights diminishing, really. Well, of course, there's now this LGBT free zone. So, of course, that's something very indicative that it's going for worse, really. Um, however, I in Krakow, I used to go to some LGBT bars. And one of my friends, she once helped one man that had been attacked just because he was standing in, uh, in front of the door of that bar. He was at very badly attacked and my friend was helping him. Um, and she called the ambulance and everything. So there there are attacks, of course. Uh, I don't think they're extremely common, at least not in the cities where I've lived. Uh, however, I don't really know the situation in the LGBT free zones. I don't know if attacks there are more common or not, but I wouldn't be surprised if they are. And about women's rights, again, this is really the first very evident step that has been taken in a while uh really diminishing our rights so before that of course it's very common to see these groups of anti-abortion uh people with these big posters and some very dramatic music and a baby crying on the background uh really yeah. uh 
Yeah, you've seen that. Oh, yes, yes, you're sure. talking about those. Uh, yeah, in Poland, uh, the campaign has been going on actually for a long time. And uh, mm -hmm. sometimes on the street, you would see people standing with the sign, giving out um, brochures, and actually in different languages, not only in Polish, uh, yeah. about how abortion is uh, actually killing a person. And also, sometimes, uh, it was last year, I think, uh, there was a track, like a like a huge car going around. It was in Krakow, right? Yeah. And what was the, what was the, the phrase written? It's basically on... some pictures of a fetus or mm -hmm. so. And it says, well, I don't remember exactly what it says. I remember that I translated it back then. But it was a truck basically saying the same thing that this group of people do in the street, but just going around the city with the truck. So but it's basically more or less the same thing, really. I think it's basically the same group. Yeah. I don't know is. if it's maybe the group that also uh, was the responsible for this new law. It's Ordo Iuris. Um, this morning, indeed, I read that it's been expelled from Brussels, so I think it had some headquarters or something in Brussels, and it's been expelled from it. So that's something good. It seems that protests are really helping. They're and definitely they're helping the, the international awareness. Yes, yes, definitely. And they're huge and uh, the scale yeah. is actually very, very big. I think, uh, yeah, in all this time that I've lived in Poland, there, there has never been such a huge protest. No, indeed, what I read this morning was that uh, they're considered the biggest protests since the fall of communism in the 89th. So. And it also showcases yeah. how important this issue uh, to people. And yeah, uh, people in the comments mm -hmm. actually contributing a lot. And um, uh, thanks to everyone who writes. And it's yeah, someone texted that uh, people in LGBT free zones are even afraid to come out. Uh, unfortunately, that's true. And I think uh, one of the strategies, mm -hmm. and it's also common everywhere in Europe is that if you don't come out, you just uh, go out, you just uh, move to the bigger city. And it, even again, we come back to the same, we talked about uh, to the same topic that it just spreads this huge gap between the rural areas, which are very yeah. conservative and very numerous actually, and uh, cities which are very liberal, kind of like bubbles. Uh, yeah. Almost like uh, the gap between Wall Street and Main Street, but everywhere in Europe, I would say, because mm -hmm. I've noticed the same tendencies, even in France, um, very similar. Uh, how do you think the situation can evolve in the future? Like, what, is, what are the next steps? Because nothing has changed so far, legislatively speaking. Um, so I know that Duda, the president, uh, he... Um, said that maybe a compromise could be reached uh, on the law. So, because I think they realized that this wasn't uh, the right step to be taken. Uh, however, I think they also expected that this protest wouldn't happen because of this uh, pandemic. Uh, but, okay, talking about the future, I really don't know what to expect from the coming three years, because elections won't happen till 2023. Uh, peace has all the powers, so they can really do whatever they want. They have a majority, so 
Um, I'm really curious to see what else will happen. Um, I'm really hoping anyways that the European Union will do something to stop um, further radicalization or polarization or autocratization. I don't really know how to call it anymore because there are like so many things going on. There is this hatred speech going on all the time, even if maybe laws are not passed, the hatred speech is still there. So, yeah, there are actually all those uh, all those epithets actually are apl applicable towards uh, to to Poland. All they were, all of them work. Uh, it's at the same time all all of those horrible things, and it's escalating. Yeah. Unfortunately, escalating very fast. Mm -hmm. But is there uh, a new protest planned uh, for the coming week? Yeah, so yesterday it was called to protest every Monday. Mm -hmm. So like this past week has been the big week in terms of protest. Um, of course, protest can go on eternally, like this kind of big protest. So that's why it's been called now to protest every Monday. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that it will keep on going for a while. Uh, however, we will also need to see how the um, situation with the pandemic uh, develops, because Poland uh, recently has been having growing numbers on new new daily cases, and I am sure that um, starting from this week, probably um, the daily cases will be even more because. Even if we try to keep the security distance, we were most of the people protesting were wearing masks. Still, um, for sure, there was people that was sick that maybe didn't know it, and there will be more people getting sick. I'm sure about that. So maybe that can also be a really good excuse for um, the government to to get us under lockdown again. Um, but I guess that if we can't gather uh, in in person in the streets, I guess that there will be things going on uh, on the internet. I'm sure about that. Um, there have been a lot of symbols going on, so um, I'm sure that I w we will keep on seeing many symbols supporting this fight uh, in the windows if people can't go out or. Uh, in social media and so on. It's probably not as effective, but mm -hmm. still it's maybe what can be done depending on the whole situation with the pandemic. Yeah, well, we will see how it develops and hopefully it mm -hmm. will be effective because, I mean, the scale of the protests uh, is actually very huge. So yeah. hopefully it will have an effect. Well, thank you so much for, for talking today. Uh, it was. It was actually a huge pleasure and very interesting uh, to look inside how, how it's going on and how it's felt by the society inside. Yeah, uh, thank you so much and I wish you safety and uh, effective protesting. Yeah. <laughs> thank you very much and um, it's been very interesting and very nice to talk to you and try to raise more awareness. So yeah, thanks yeah. again for having me. Thank you and see you soon. See you. Bye.
Thank you everyone for listening. I hope you enjoyed our episode. Um, make sure you follow us, you rate us five stars on Apple Podcast. And make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and our Twitter. You can find us as United Citizens of Europe. See you next week.